Living on Earth relies on listeners like you to keep producing award-winning journalism for the planet. Please make your contribution today at LOE.org. Right whales are so-called because they were the right whale to hunt, high in blubber and feeding near the surface, so easy to spot and harpoon. There are now thought to be less than 500 northern right whales alive, so scientists were excited to spot a mother and baby recently. But this pair was in the normally chilly waters of Cape Cod Bay, off the Massachusetts coast, at a time of year when northern right whales give birth down south, off Florida or Georgia. Regina Asmutis Sylvia is senior biologist at Whale and Dolphin Conservation in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And she joins us to explain what's going on with these wayward whales. We don't normally see right whale mothers and calves in Cape Cod Bay until April. And so this is the first confirmed sighting I believe we have of a mother and calf right whale in the bay in 27 years of data collection. And we know that they normally give birth in warmer waters off Florida and Georgia, maybe even the Carolinas as far north as there. Um, But we also know that the water temperature here is a lot warmer than we would expect at this time of year. And it's probably closer to April kind of water temperature. So possibly if there's something triggered by water temperature and it's a little warmer here, she might have thought this was okay to have a calf here. Yeah, this has certainly been a mild winter so far. And uh, 2012 is now in the record books officially as the hottest year ever recorded. So how likely is it, do you think, that the climate has changed enough that Cape Cod Bay perhaps uh, is now an appropriate maternity ward for right whales this time of year? I think that that would be scary on a number of different levels because not only are right whales critically endangered because of human impacts on them, of vessel strikes, fishing gear entanglements, habitat degradation, um, noise pollution, chemical pollution. They have a whole lot of stuff that's that's kind of going against them. And we know they're viable. They can calve, clearly. We just saw one. But they feed exclusively on zooplankton, these tiny little copepods, these tiny little animals that tend to be a very cold water species. And Cape Cod Bay is a place that they're supposed to come and eat. So if the water temperature here is warm enough for them to calf, what that will probably mean is it's not going to be cold enough for them to come here and feed. Now, what about the nuclear power plant there in Cape Cod Bay? The Pilgrim Nuclear Facility empties its wastewater into the bay, and that water comes out uh, some 32 degrees warmer than the water uh, in the bay as a whole. What effect do you think that might have to uh, the whale's ability to be uh, calving in in Cape Cod uh, in January? There's certainly... A lot of speculation, I think, about what the impacts of the power plant are on the bay in general. There's different kinds of chemicals that they might use to, you know, clean aspects of the plant that are getting put out there. There's some levels of radiation that are theoretically going out there. So I think the plant's been operating for, I think, since the 70s, um, 40 years or so. So I'm not sure that that in itself is going to be what would attribute this calving event, because if it were the plant operating, it's been there for so long that we would have seen this earlier. Um, Having said that, though, um, because there's a newborn calf there and because the calves are exclusively feeding on the mom and the whatever toxins that the mom builds up, she dumps immediately into the calf through her milk. Um, Having newborn calves in a place that potentially have pollutants in the water is, is tremendously scary. Now, um, this uh, mother whale in question is known to you scientists, I believe, by the name Wart. And that at one point, uh, she got all tangled up in fishing gear uh, that uh, scientists eventually freed her from. Can you tell me more about that? Well, fishing gear entanglements are one of the two biggest threats to these animals. And it's what we call fixed gear 
fishing gear. So it's things like lobster gear, crab gear, gillnet gear, whatever's set to fish and stays in the water for some period of time before it's hauled again out. And the animals, as mammals, they're, they're feeling very much the same kinds of things that we are. And uh, the average time to death of an entangled animal is about six months. Um, they typically die from some infections that they've acquired from the gear actually ripping into their skin or from um, starving to death because they can't feed. And it's a really long and slow and painful way to die. They tried for a couple years to get the gear off of a wart unsuccessfully. And their last attempt and successful attempt was in 2010. And they were able to remove the gear from her, but then they never saw her again. Um, so it's, it's a victory on a number of levels to have seen her here, uh, not just because she's obviously survived the entanglement, which is thrilling in itself, um, but also because she's had a calf. So, you know, she's healthy enough to have a calf and that's another addition to this really critically endangered population. So it's a, it's a big deal sighting on lots of levels that it's her. So what's the name of Wart's baby? That whale won't get named for a while. Right whales are individually identified by a unique pattern of what are called callosities. It's roughened patches of skin, almost like calluses that are on their heads and um, on their chins and behind their blowholes. And it's very similar to the places that we would grow facial hair. And so they develop these big roughened patches of skin as they age a little bit. When they're born, those patterns, those callosities have not erupted yet. So this calf at less than two weeks old doesn't yet have those individually identifiable marks. Those callosities haven't erupted. The calf's going to stay with its mom probably for about 10 months to a year. So during that time, that pattern will erupt and be identifiable and be documented. And then over a couple of years, once it's stable um, and the whale can be identified on its own, that's when it's going to get named. Not quite yet. But no nickname yet, huh? No, I'm not allowed. (laughs) So how did you find this pair of whales? And what was your reaction when you discovered that it was Wart and she had a new baby? Um, I probably can't say the reaction on the radio. Oh, okay. The FCC won't let me do that. But we went out to actually go see or find what we thought was a potentially injured or ill pilot whale. And... Based on the descriptions, we were told that there was a 12-foot whale that was hanging around near some of the marker buoys in Plymouth Harbor. When we saw something that was dark and at the surface and small, but it just didn't seem like a pilot whale, I stopped the boat and kind of watched for a little while and then said things that I can't say on the radio. And then I called Noah for um, authorization to approach it because there was an approach distance that you, you're not allowed to go near right whales. And I think that they were equally as shocked that I would be calling about a mother calf pair because that's not where they're supposed to be right now. Um, so we did approach for confirmation and then we stayed with them and we monitored um, the calf stay at the surface for a long time. We monitored the mother's respiration rates. We tried to you know, look to make sure that there wasn't any gear on her, that she didn't appear injured. And they sent a plane up and documented um, to tell us that you know, she was free of gear and that she was fine. And then they were able to identify her as Wart. So it was very exciting. And just how big is Wart, by the way? She's a big girl. So probably somewhere between you know, f- close to 50 feet long. And the the calf is very, very small, you know, probably is only about 12 feet long. So it's, like I said, it's a very, very young calf. How cute is this baby whale? Oh my God, it's adorable. To the point where it's very vulnerable. I mean, it's kind of one of those mixed feeling things where you look at it and you, you realize just 
how vulnerable that animal really is and what a difficult road ahead of it that it has. And so it's it's a mixed feelings of thinking, wow, this is really, really special and really cute too. I'm really nervous for this animal and I really, really worry about its survival. Regina Asmutis Silvia is a senior biologist at Whale and Dolphin Conservation. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And you can see Wart and her calf at our website, LOE.org. We leave you this week with voices of the northern right whale in Cape Cod Bay. These sounds of the northern right whales come to us courtesy of the Bioacoustics Research Project at the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. Mm-hmm.